All right, P. Well, we're back to a normal yeah. recording. Yeah, I know it's, it's uh, uh it's kind of strange. We did that live thing, uh, yep. and then I mean, you know, I had Sutton and Dick on, and then you were gone to Disney World Land. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't come down with like a random disease this time. Like, you I know, the last time we went to Disney World, Jack was real small, it was right before COVID. And there's a picture of Jack on the magical bus, yeah, licking the window. <laughs> I was like, that's, I think Jack that's was, probably why he didn't get COVID. Jack was patient zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, man, I tell you what, this is the most anticipated show of the year, I think. So let's uh, yeah. let's go ahead and do this. Let's get to the show. Welcome to the Top Talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk, brought to you by Mugshots Grill and Bar. To The Top Talk is the original and longest-running Southern Miss podcast in the market. We are recording this episode on, Pilo? February the 13th. From beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi, here as always with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only Patrick Lowry. Yo, feels good to be back. I am excited about this. Been looking forward to it. Ready to get going. Yeah, same, same. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by uh, Mugshot, Mugshots in Hattiesburg, the South's premier sports grill and bar. And it all it started all right here in Hattiesburg 20 years ago. Yeah. At Mugshots, they are always having a good time. Happy hour specials daily. And if you need that tailgate catered, They've got you covered. Go see our good friends at Mugshots in Hattiesburg today. Mugshots, delivering craveable food and personalized hospitality to friends and family in a place obsessed with sports, namely Southern Miss Sports. <laughs> Love it. Um, Pilo, before we get to our uh, what happened last time and, 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 and our, our great guest that we have on, uh, remind people once again uh, how to go to YouTube and subscribe to that. Yeah, I actually checked on that today. I was impressed. We're really close to a hundred subscribers. I know like that doesn't sound like a ton, but we don't have a lot of content out there. We're still in the early stages of it. Uh, and so it's, it's rapidly growing out there. We're going to put more and more content out there very, very soon. Uh, but yeah, just go to YouTube on your phone, on the computer, wherever you want to go, search for to the top talk and you'll see our logo, uh, in the top you know, maybe not the top, but we're getting there. Uh, you'll see it. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, subscribe, hit the bell. That'll let you know whenever we go live. Uh, we ha- we hope to do lots of those this upcoming baseball season. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate it. What happened since the last time we recorded? Well, baseball is upon us. The wait is over. The basketball has returned home after that long road stretch. Now we have a long home stretch and, and, and really has gotten their groove back. Golf got started. Uh, the mm-hmm. Super Bowl happened. Um, we went live again after a basketball game. Uh, Juan Cardona has stepped in for a hospitalized Jay Ladner. Uh, prayers up to Coach Jay. Uh, we released a new shirt and started a sale on the bonfire site, so go check that out. And we re- we secured our guest for the show, and like we already talked about, but maybe the most anticipated episode every single season. Um, and he really needs no introduction He's the ultimate source for all things Southern Miss baseball. He's the new president of the dugout club. 
He's a mainstay in the right field roost. He is the proud father of two Southern Miss grads, one of which held the home run title for many, many years. And he is here with us to impart all of the knowledge. So welcome to the show, Rick Maddox. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. This is uh, one of my highlights of the year also. So it's always good to visit with both of you. I didn't quite know how to to point out that Todd and Mark are your sons. I know I can go with Mark because like he was the home run king for the longest time. And then I get to Todd, I'm like, oh, what did, what did he do? <laughs> yeah, well, as he refers to Mark as the chosen one. So, uh, you know, he has his place and we love them both just the same. <laughs> yep, always. Uh, Rick, this is, uh, and I mentioned this to, to Dustin and Trey when I was on with them. I said that I was going to ask it on this episode, so I'm going to kick it off with it. How many hours of your life have you spent at the peak? I don't know if there's a way to quantify that, um, but maybe how many people have you sp have spent more time there than you? That's got to be a short list. Well, you know, I guess it's two things. One is I, I don't have a real life and uh, that, <laughs> that I that I'm very uh, fortunate that I uh, the coaches put up with me, my my wife. Uh, lets me go to the practices and I, I get to tell the coaches what they should be doing and they never listen to me. So, you know, it, it, it's always a good fun time and I do enjoy spending the time there and getting to know the, the players and the families, especially. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to jump right into it. I mean, obviously high expectations uh, for the team this year. Uh, we've, we've seen us pick to come in uh, at the top spot of Sunbelt and are expected to make the postseason tournament again. What are your expectations? Well, you know, I think we should all be uh, optimistic and cautious at the same time. Yep. Uh, I like to think of this group of young men is, is we have a lot of talent. And uh, as I've mentioned to the coaches, I said, you know, talent is good. I've seen teams win with not much talent, and I've seen teams win with a lot of talent. So if you get to choose, I'll take talent every time. What we don't have is a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that is going to play out over the course of the season. I think it's easy to say where we are now in February and where we'll be in April and May, you know, are totally different. So, uh, you know, I, I think that just kind of goes hand in hand with what we have and who we have. Um, but, you know, to be honest, uh, I am so excited about, you know, this group of young men. Uh, I think our fans, knowing how they are and, and that we've we built that fan base to uh, have high expectations. And I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Um. Coach Oz taking over for Scott Berry. I mean, just reflect on that for a second, all of your years being around the program. And and towards the end of that, just in your opinion, what do you think will change? Well, I, you know, they, you know, and I go all the way back to Corky also, you know, so you saw Corky come in mm -hmm. here and his style and, and um, you know, is very uh, effective for Corky. And then Scott came in and he he had a lot of quirky in him, but he also had his own style. And I think Coach Ostrander has been able to, to, to be around and see what works and what doesn't work. But he also has to be true to himself and be himself. Um, you know, I, I 
think he's going to do a wonderful job. He's uh, unique in uh, what he is able to do with the pitching staff. Um, I, I wish everybody had the time to to uh, visit with him and understand that his philosophy is so much more uh, between the ears that he uh, mechanics are mechanics are mechanics, but he gets inside those players noggin. And um, that's really where he's a difference maker. You know, he's a, he's a teacher of philosophy (laughs) and, and uh, you know, he's able to communicate. And I think, you know, that's a big difference as, as he's developing our staff and our players. And what I'm seeing over the last few years is we're getting these players to come in that that realize they do need to be developed. Um, you know, very seldom does a guy just come in and, you know, I, I don't need to be here. I'm ready to play in the big league. You know, so you need that mentorship. You need that, that uh, uh, coaching ability to coach you up mentally is more important to me than the physical part. Yeah. You know, Coach uh, Makovica does a wonderful job on the physical part. I, uh, you know, I, I use the examples that when some of these young boys come in as boys, you know, they're high school boys and um, in, in two months they become young men and then two more months now they're, <laughs> they're real men. Uh, you know, it just, it goes hand in hand, you know, you see them put on muscle, you see them take care of their body, but you also see what they do mentally. And that separates us from most of the other program. So looking, uh, you know, remind kind of our lots of newcomers, obviously like remind our listeners about some of the guys that we lost from last year's team, like pretty much the whole infield and, and probably (laughs) one of the, probably one of the best pitchers in program history, but besides, you know, yeah, you just about say we lost all of our position players, our Friday starter (laughs) and our closer. But besides that, we got a lot coming back. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You know, most programs would just be on their knees and and just cringe and, you know, throw in the towel. They wouldn't be able to recover from that and be three more years. We're going to rebuild. We're going to do this. But, guys, I'm just telling you, that's not who we are. That's not what you're going to see out on the field. Now, you can't replace Tanner Hall, who's obviously been one of our best starters for years and years, and then – you know, when you go around first base, second base, shortstop, third base, you know, it, it just goes on and on. And I have to commend our staff because the the new faces, and, and I, I do want to recommend everybody, when you go through the gate, the opening weekend, buy a program, because you, you're not going to know very many of them. Uh, yeah, you fucked so. me up every every practice I've been to. He's came and found me like here. Take this; it's a roster. You'll need it. <laughs> See, I'm on a quota, you know. And if I don't give out all those programs, I I can't come back next week. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, there is a lot of new faces, but you know, they all bring something different to the game. You know, it, it's it's kind of like, um, you know, we've got portal guys that have come in that. Uh, are going to be Southern Miss players. You know, our fans are going to adapt to our portal guys. Um, And, you know, we'll go over them all individually. But um, also you see, you're going to see freshmen that are going to be playing. Mm -hmm. 
it's no longer a situation where you come in, you get redshirted, and maybe you play your sophomore year or maybe your junior year. Now, these, these young guys that are coming in now are competing, and you're going to be blown away with them. And then the people we did get from junior college uh, are going to be huge, huge factors of what we already have in place. So, you know, the pieces are there, uh, and uh, and our staff is really bringing them out. I, You know, watching them play in the spring, I mean in the fall, you know, and they come in, and, and I, I had that roster, and I'm like, well, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? And after you go through about 40 of them, uh, you realize how many new ones we really do have. Um, but then you watch them just grow. I mean, we talk about it uh to the parents and, and the players when you when you come into our program you know when we mentioned it or i do to the parents i said most everybody out there was a shortstop or a pitcher mm-hmm. embedded in the three hole so you know your son's not any different than everybody else that was out there so it's very mm-hmm. very difficult for a freshman to come in here and get playing time but with this group of, of players we have you're going to see that this weekend so uh, let's enjoy the ride and, and see where it all takes us. And, and so, and I know we have some familiar faces returning, namely uh, Tuna, uh, Nick Monastere, Slade. But who are some of the returners you are looking at to have big seasons for Southern Miss? Yeah. Well, um, and when you say returner, that can just be a freshman coming back, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did love to tell the story about uh, Jake Cook because, mm. you know, Jake right. Cook was, was one of those guys that uh, was redshirted and, you know, came uh, back this fall and, and uh, had gone off and played in the summer, but he wasn't able to play outfield and hit. So he pitched a little bit more. But when he came back this fall and he took the mound and was throwing 94, uh, I told his dad, I said, you know, you can just forget that. He ain't going to be playing in the outfield and he ain't going to be hitting. <laughs> so I said, you know, I see Jake Cook as our next Justin Storm. Um, he just, wow. you know, when he left last year, he he was probably in the high 80s, 88, 89. And now you're coming back and your arm's fresh. You're throwing 94. Uh, goodness and the and the, the good time is is ahead of him you know so he's going to be somebody plus i, I want to give him credit um he's probably one of the best athletes we have on the whole team <laughs> you know when he left last year i just had figured well he's going to be battling for center field he he's that good that effective he's you know very very fast he can run um so I assumed, you know, that was going to be the center fielder. But when he came back and he hadn't been playing in the outfield and he can pitch, it's like, oh, no, we got a, a left-handed arm here that's going to be the next Justin Storm. So let's look at putting Nick out in center field. <laughs> and so, well, you know, Nick was playing second base or third base or this or that. Now he's in sure. center field. So, uh Jake Cook. That's a nice surprise to have a mid nineties yeah, lefty that, just fall in your lap. Surprise for everybody. <laughs> um, you know, Cross Sively coming back. You know, he uh, huge. They shut him down in the fall. He didn't throw much in the fall. Let him, you know, rest his arm, get ready, come back. 
you know, what's his role going to be? Is he going to be a starter this year? It appears that that's kind of one of the things they're looking to do is they may stretch him out and, you know, you may see him on Sunday. Hmm. Uh, so, you, you know, you can expect good things out of him as well. Um, but then a lot of our guys, you know, on the mound, well, we had, uh, you know, uh, Will Armistead. And I think to me, I mean, that, that period of time when he was pitching in the, the regionals and the conference tournament, I mean, he was, he was every bit as good as any Friday night guy, you know, and, and now he's even better. So, you know, that's another uh, good problem to have, you know, where's he going to pitch and sure. what spot. And so uh, I love that. I, I think, um, you know, you're just going to see some guys that, have, have taken the opportunity. They realize how hard it is to win a job. They work their tails off and they're ready to play. And we're going to see, I think we got, what did I say? Uh, 23 pitchers now. So we have a lot of arms and, um, you know, they're going to be battling for playing time. It's going to be fun. <laughs> is that, how many pitchers do normal or normally carried? You know, I think it varies, uh, Bump. You know, some guys, sometimes it may be 17 or, you know, maybe 20. Mm -hmm. uh, then you got some injuries. You could have an arm injury and this and that. And it, it could be um, certain guys uh, are in a certain role. And, you know, once we get into the conference and all, you just don't normally have a lot of arms that you go to, you know, the confidence factor. But I, I think we'll have way more options now and the confidence will be there. And we're going to give people a hard time. Sure. So, you know, last year, catcher was was kind of a spot that we were a, a little thin at, obviously. And uh, this year, it seems like. Smith would say, is that a fat joke? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. So this year, obviously, we have plenty of catchers on the team, at least looking at the roster. Lots of talent, but not really a, a ton of a D1 experience. So who are the guys that are kind of competing for the job, and, and what have you seen so far at practice out of those guys? Yeah, uh, you know, I think catchers has been uh, the most interesting position, you know, going on right now because, like you say, we came into the fall with five <laughs> You know, and there was a period of time where we barely had one. And, you know, so we, we've been to one extreme to the other. And I think we went yeah, out. We, we had Sarge catching bullpens last year. <laughs> well, if you remember, Danny was even, uh, you know, being the backup, 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 you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, y you know, I, I think, you know, catcher is going to want to be one of our sweet spots. Because we do have some guys that are very, very talented catchers. Um, you know, the, uh, the redshirt freshman, uh, Tucker Strockman, you know, coming back. Um, you know, Tucker uh, is what I would say, he, you know, is a, is a linebacker behind the plate. He looks like a major leaguer. Yeah. I mean, 6'4", 230-pound yeah. guy, and, you know, he's just a beast. But uh, Brad Wilcutt know, right there. <laughs> yeah a cutter yeah yeah um so tucker you know he hasn't had a lot of experience but you know as far as a player and uh he's a leader on the field he, you know 
very, you know, hustles everywhere. You watch him, he's going to remind you of, of uh, uh, Kevin Coker. You know, he's running yeah. out to the field. He's running back to the field. He's running here. He's He runs to the bathroom. He runs back. He, you know, <laughs> runs to school. He changes class. He runs everywhere. Uh, but he, you know, he's a very, very effective uh, catch and throw guy. And, and I think, you know, he hits the ball well enough. He's going to be, a, a, you know, right in the battle for that. The, the next guy I would bring up a catcher is Lawson uh, Odom. And, right. and, you know, I, I got to give a shout out to Coach Trey Sutton because Trey had been out there and, and uh, the roost telling us about Lawson and his skill level. And, and I remember some of our conversations and I'm like, well, you know, I know your bias and, and all that, but, you know, where do you see him playing? He was like, you know, Mr. Rick, he could play nine positions. You know, it's where yeah. do you need him? That that's really the question. Not where can he play? He can play anywhere. Uh, and so I I said, yeah, coach, okay. You know, we'll we'll just kind of shrug that off. And and then, but he came in in the fall, and I think everybody would would agree that I mean, he he was good in the fall, but I didn't see the wow. Um, worked his tail off. I mean, I, I've been told he's gained like twenty pounds of muscle. Um, and now he is a wow. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give Coach Sutton credit um, because you're talking about a true freshman that really didn't have a whole lot of uh, catching time behind the plate because mm -hmm. he did pitch some and played some shortstop and did those other things. But uh, he is so quick behind the plate. You know, it, it, it reminds me of uh, – uh, you know, Buster Posey was the shortstop that they made. Cole Nelson, right. if you remember Cole, um, you know, he was a shortstop and came in and, and uh, they made him a catcher. So, you know, that that shortstop release and quickness, uh, Lawson's got it, you know, and, and I would, would think, you know, over the next Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you may see two or three or four guys catching, you know. Sure. Um, Graham Crawford, you know, I think he's been battling for playing time. You know, we all want to see him. Uh, Jacob Keys uh, from Brandon, that dude can hit, you know. His bat's going to get him in there too. And and then you got uh, Gray uh, Bain, the Juco, who was very effective in the fall. I mean, so any way we go, I think we're going to be in a good shape. But I do see that there's going to be some strength you know, behind the plate instead of worrying about we're one foul tip away from, you know, Rodrigo having to catch everything or whatever. Yeah. What do you call? He got like 23 games in a row or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So and, and, first, I mean, uh, catching wise, you know, and, and again, you know, they don't have to bat 350, you know, they, their job is, is to defend, block those balls, throw guys out, you know, if you hit 250, we'll be delighted, you know. So, and and they those guys got enough power. You're going to see some doubles, some home runs. Uh, but I think we're going to be very pleased with what we have there. Um, I just go around the, the, the horn and mm -hmm. kind of give you some ideas about the different positions. You know, we, we got. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about first base with with Russo yeah. and Luke vying for the starting role. Like, yeah, you who, know, who's got who's got the nod there? Uh, you know, I I would probably say that Matthew is you know ahead on that, and that uh, 
you know, Braden Luke, they're, they're 1A and 1B. They're, I mean, they both could play tomorrow. They may both, I would assume, they'll both probably kind of work in there and, and let it. Uh, Matthew is, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more uh, defensive-wise, uh, a little better on the defensive side. Um, he also uh, gets on base a good deal, takes his walks. Uh, but dang, Braden can hit. You know, Braden is a hitter. Um, you know, so you're going to see both of them, I would assume, and let that take its course. Uh, and, and again, either way, if one of them went down and the other one went in, we'd be fine. Um, second base uh, is going to be different this year. You know, we've, we've had different kind of second basemen. We've had a Will McGillan, more of a power second baseman that, you know, offense first, defense second, maybe. Um, now you're going to see our our portal guy, uh, Nolan Tucker mm-hmm. from Valparaiso. You know, Nolan, I am a little partial to the small guys. Uh, so, but, you know, it, it's very nice to have a quick, uh, effective second baseman. Uh, the bat's left-handed. You know, I know when we played him, I think he, you know, got three hits in the game or whatever. And, um so, you know, he brings uh, the ability to get on base, do things with a bat. Hey, he like, uh, let yeah. me jump in real quick with, with, with Tucker. It, the the game, the one game, did we play? We didn't play them in a set last year, did we? Or did we? Uh, did we play them in a three-game set or was it just – I can't remember. Either way, I remember he hit that triple down the line. Uh, yeah. How much did that play a part? Like, is that how we got him? Did he play here, saw the crowd, loved it? I mean, is that how it happened, or was there? Yeah, was, I mean, I'm just do with the connection yeah, is there. In my my understanding, I I have had the ability to to visit with him. He's a great young man. Uh, I met his mom and dad a couple of times. They uh, they were in last week, you know, and they were here for the banquet. I think, and we played uh, them in a three game set. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, from what I understand, you know, the atmosphere and the uh, 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 baseball program at Southern Miss kind of maybe opened his eyes and maybe that was something that, you know, I want to be a part of something like that. Uh, You know, when we talk to some of these guys and they play in different locations and not to take anything away from the colleges, but, but other schools, you know, they may have three or 400 at a game, you know, so when you come in here and you're seeing, Pete Taylor Park pack and going crazy and this and that, that environment is, is very, very special. And it does open your eyes. And then you say, well, you know, maybe you've got uh, some eligibility and maybe a place you want to look at. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, certainly played a, a, a role in that, but Eli Collins, I don't want to cut him off. I mean, cause Eli is, you know, Mr. Versatile, you know, he could play third base, he can play second base. He could go to the outfield um, he is a very, very good player. And I, I think that, you know, again, if, if something happened to Nolan and he rode an ankle or whatever, he like go right in there and we wouldn't miss a beat. So he's, he's somebody to keep your eyes on shortstop. You got, uh, Ozzie Pratt, you know, another one of the portal, uh, transferred in from BYU. Um, just a great young man. I think you're going to love him. The fans are going to love him. He's, he's a baseball player. Uh, you know, Nolan Tucker bats left, uh, Ozzy bats left, you know, they're, ba- you know, uh, get on base, 
move them around, do things that maybe we haven't been able to do as much of in the past. Um, so I love Ozzy. You know, his backup right now is a true freshman, Seth Smith. Yeah, um, stud. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can watch him take infield and you can just see he's got it. <laughs> you know, he's one of those that has it. And Seth, um, his dad is Jason Smith. If you remember that name, Jason played at Meridian Junior College. and I played against him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe you do remember it. Uh, so, you know, Jason was a major leaguer, you know, played in the big leagues. Uh, uh, certainly uh, he is coaching now in Mobile and had coach uh, Seth. So you can see the pedigree there. And, you know, before Seth gets out of Southern Miss, you know, we will remember his name for a long, long time. He, sure. he could, as he gets bigger and stronger, uh, again, if, if Ozzy got hurt, you know, you're going to see a true freshman coming in shortstop and playing, you know, kind of like Dickerson and those guys that, you know, uh, he's got it and he could play and, and we wouldn't miss a beat. Um, third base, um, it looks like Gabe uh, Broadus will be, you know, third base. You know, he certainly I didn't know much about him when he came in, but his, you know, he's a, he's a gritty baseball player. He's a Southern Miss blue collar guy. You know, he, he gets a job done. Uh, you know, if he has to wear it off his chest to stop the ball at third and pick it up and throw him out, you know, he does that. He, he needs to move the guy around. He hits it to right field. You need him to bun. He does that. He is, is going to be a, a fan favorite. You know, he just does what he's supposed to do. Right now, Brady Faust is playing behind him. And, you know, Brady is our super utility guy that mm – -hmm. Played outfield second. Now he's playing some third. Uh, I really want to give Brady some compliments into his family. I mean, uh, Brady has just been that role guy at Southern Miss. He understands that's his role. Never, never uh, talks bad about, you know, I, why I'm not, not getting playing time. Uh, you, you know, he's, he's the first one there at the ballpark, the last one to leave. He's a great teammate. And uh, certainly, you know, hopefully that he'll get some uh, some playing time, and we'll we'll enjoy this time as as uh, you know as he gets prepared to move on from Southern Miss. Uh, out in the outfield, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> you know, depends who you Lots talk. Lots of outfielders. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to start and left, and and you know, looks like uh, they move Slade to left. Um, get him some playing time out there. Uh, you know, Slade is one of our captains this year. You know, tremendous, tremendous leader on and off the field. Um, he's really had a good fall. He's had a great spring. I look for Slade to, to have one of those wild seasons and, uh, you know, put him on the national level uh, because, you know, he's worked hard and he deserves it. We're, we're very fortunate. Uh, you know, that he decided to stay and, and play this year. You know, he had other options ahead of, uh, before him. Uh, you know, behind him, they, they got Davis Gillespie. You know, he, he was redshirted last year. Uh, getting a little more uh, playing time out in left field. Um, Davis is a monster. If you hadn't seen him this fall, you know, another one of those guys that Coach Mack got him in the weight room and, and now he looks like a tight end. I mean, he's a he's a monster. Uh, 
he's going to have some moonshots up there at the plate. Uh, so whether he's playing in the field or DH and, you know, he's going to be in the mix. And you go to center field, you know, and Mr. Everything, Nick Monastere is just. Nicky ball game. <laughs> he's made so many highlight catches already in center field. Hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's an athlete. So if he's got a chance to catch it, he, he's going to give us everything he has to do so. Um, he's got the arm. He's got the speed. He's got the know-how. He's only going to get better every game out there. Um, and, you know, maybe he'll pitch some once in a while, you know. <laughs> uh, I think this uh, – the last inner squads, maybe he's pitched one inning in one game. And, you know, it's kind of like, well, he can pitch. We know that. We've seen that. But, golly, we, we've got uh, – So many pitchers. <laughs> we got 23 other guys. So, yeah. maybe let's just keep our center fielder out there. But backing up behind Nick is uh, Dalton – uh, McIntyre. New He's favorite. the fastest player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, besides yourself, like of course, but uh, so fast. <laughs> like more than more than Danny. Well, it'd be close. It'd be okay. close. Okay. Know. He had a chopper to second base in one of the scrimmages <laughs> I was at, and I swear he took four steps and hit the hit the bag. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's boom, 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 safe. <laughs> Left-handed gets out of the box. If they have a half of a hiccup, he's safe. Yes. You know, if they don't know he can run like that and, you know, time will tell them the word will get out. So you got you got another guy in, in the outfield that can run like a deer and, and catch um, bats left handed, gets on base automatic. He's going first pitch. He can steal. You know, I want to take a second to talk about that, too, because, you know, our team this year is going to be different than what we've seen in the past. You know. Corky and Scott both, you know, our teams were built around, you know, hit it off the wall or hit it over the wall. Yep. And, you know, that was fine. That's what we did. And, you know, the numbers proved that it worked out pretty well. Um, but this group of young men is different. You know, they're athletic. Um, you know, all of them can do things that we don't normally see out of a Southern Miss team. Uh, so you're going to see things. You're going to see more bunting. You're going to see more stealing. You're going to see double steals. You're going to see hit and runs. You're going to see suicide squeeze. You're going to see things that we normally don't do uh, in the past. So I think that's going to be, you know, very interesting for, uh, you know, our guys that like to see a little bit of small ball and uh, take some chances on the bases. Right field. In DH, you, you know, certainly Carson, you know, Carson is another one of our captains. Well-deserved, great, great young man, a leader on our team. Uh, you know, he's going to be in right field. What's been fun the last week is to see him batting in the leadoff spot. So, you know, if you remember back in – did that a little bit last year, is that right? Well, so you know, some, you know, we've had like Dylan Birdo, a few other guys that batted lead off and, you know, it's kind of nice start off a game with a home run, you know, so, <laughs> you know, you're going to see that, you know, maybe it gets some more fastballs. Um, but it's like, we all know where well, you're a lead off guy only one time. Then after that, you know, the, the line yeah, sure. lineup comes back around and you still got to get a hit to get him in. But, you know, I love Carson, love his family. Uh, 
So, you know, he'll be in right field. Um, Billy Butler, you know, our, our monster, <laughs> a monster. He, he hit a moonshot this weekend that I think it landed in the cemetery out in left field. I mean, it, it was one of those that you just stop and watch cause you, you may never see it again. Uh, and I think, you know, when Billy came in, in the fall, um, you know, new face, new guy, you know, tried to hit 500 feet home runs every bat, put a lot of pressure on himself, you know, wasn't his normal self. Uh, and that, you know, I think the coaches spoke with him and, you know, he, he's a different player in the spring than he was in the fall. I think he's more comfortable, hmm. you know, gotten to know him real well. And, and, you know, he loves Southern Miss in Hattiesburg. I've never heard of a, a guy that's only been here a few months that just fell in love with Hattiesburg. Um, so, you know, now we're talking about, okay, now, you know, it'd be a nice place to think about living someday or, you know, uh, uh, when your baseball career is over, then, you know, we can always find you a job around here. I like how he steps on the plate before he gets into the box every time. <laughs> Have you noticed that? He goes up with his left foot and steps directly on the plate and then looks at the pitcher just with this attitude. I don't know. Just... <laughs> hey, that's a good that's question. Yeah, I'll let you ask her that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, so between that and, and uh, uh, Davis uh, Gillespie, you know, somebody's going to be a DA. Somebody's going to rotate in the outfield. You know, it's it's going to be a challenge to make everybody happy, right? Everybody wants to get those at bat, and um, you know, we've got options, so it, it's it's going to play itself out. Uh, so, so that's kind of where I'm seeing the the starting, you know, lineup on the infield and the, the position guys. Um, I like to spend a little bit of time uh, with the uh, pitching staff. Yeah. What about that starting rotation? I mean, there's been a lot talked about it. And I think we have an idea. Um, you know, Mazza is going to be there. You know, Oldham's going to be there. But with the 23 pitchers that we have on a team and a few guys throwing like upwards of 100 miles an hour, like you figure they're going to be at the end. But then you got guys like Sively and, and guys like uh, Chandler Best. Yeah. How's that rotation looking? Look, who's who's well, going to start this weekend? Uh, well, <laughs> I would tend to agree. If I was going to bet a nickel, uh, I certainly would think Nico will have the ball Friday. Um, and then I would say another nickel that Billy will have the ball on Saturday. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Sunday, you know, you know, we've got some options there. You know, will it be Will Armistead? Will it be Cross? Um, I just kind of leaning towards right now, seeing a lefty start, let him get in that role, um, and then have Will maybe, you know, available for Air Force on on Monday. Mm, right. uh, but it, but I've got to tell you, you know, one of the biggest surprises. And you hate to use the word surprise because that's like, oh, you didn't think I could do this. And the case is not, that's not the case at all. It's just that, you know, the, the fans haven't seen all that. But Kobe Allen, you know, we saw little snippets last year and uh, Kobe has come back and he has worked his tail off, strike throwing machine, and Kobe is going to be a starter. Now, whether that means he's going to be our weekday guy, uh, you have to ask Coach Ostrander about that. Uh, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at any time to watch Kobe uh, develop into 
you know, a guy that could be a weekend starter at some point or or just say he's going to be our, our weekday starter, pencil it in, put it in ink, whatever. Uh, but he's been very, very effective, and, and the fans are going to love him. He's, he's just – he knows how to pitch, and he throws strikes. Um, <clears throat> when, when you go from the starting pitchers and, you know, you look at the bullpen – and, you know, bullpen is, is one of those things where you got middle relief guys, you got long relief guys, uh, and then you got the closer. So I'm going to just talk briefly about the middle guys. Um, certainly, uh, J.W. Uh, Armistead, uh, Will's brother, I hate to call him little brother because he's six foot five and, you know, he throws the ball very, very well. Um, you know, he's going to be a relief guy, I think. Uh, we've got a guy that came in, uh, he didn't even pitch in the fall. So it's kind of like if you remember Harper, when Harper came in and nobody saw him in the fall, then came out in the spring and like, who is that guy? And ends up being our closer. Well, this guy is Sawyer Tony and he's six foot four. You know, I, I think they're listening as, uh, you know, 215, 220. He's a big, a big man out there on the mound. And he has looked very, very good uh, this spring. So most of the people have not even seen him throw. Um, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Cole Boswell, another one of our guys that has had a great fall, great spring. You know, he's certainly going to be on the mound early and often. Uh, Jackson Parker, you know, we got a couple of lefties that, that everybody needs. Jackson, uh, you know, is, is uh, had played a little bit of first base and pitched a little bit. And now, you know, we got a couple of guys at first. So now he can just concentrate on pitching. And so he gives us a lefty-lefty matchup that's, that's going to be very effective. Uh, you know, you got to throw Chandler Best in there. You know, Chandler coming off, um, you know, his surgery, uh, where he is now is not going to be where he's going to be after, you know, as the season progresses. Um, you know, Chandler, they may start him on a, a weekday game and, and let him pitch some innings, or they may decide to bring him into the, you know, in relief and let him stretch it out until he's ready to, to maybe be a starter for a weekday or weekend. Chase Adams, another lefty. So that gives us three lefties uh, right there in, in the, from the bullpen side that could also be uh, possible uh, long inning guy. The back end, and before I get into the back end, you know, and I'm, I'm still putting Nick Monastere down as a bullpen sure. guy, and I don't know if you've even seen him pitch, but Dalton McIntyre was a left-handed reliever. At Did Denver. not know that, no. Does he throw fast too or just run fast? Yeah, he runs probably faster than he throws, but he is pretty close. But, you know, you can't have too many left-handed guys. You know, if he comes in and you need a guy and he pitches an inning, that'd be great. Um, but our, our back end is, is I'm going to say, it's going to be pretty tasty. Uh, you know, you, you, you look at Jamie Wilson, you know, who, who had just all the uh, capabilities of being that guy. Uh, you know, he's throwing 95, 96, snaps off a breaking ball, throws a change up, 
so poised on the mound. I mean, he he's got it. Um, Landon Payne, one of the JUCO guys that transferred in, he's got that that beard, that gruff guy. That, you know, looks like he could just snap your neck if you decided you wanted to charge the mound. I think twice about it before you do that. Uh, but again, he's a 93, 94 uh, strike thrower, curveball. Um, you know, both of those two right-handers. Then, then we got another lefty, Ben Riley Flowers. They call him BR. Uh, another lefty, um, Juco, 93 from the left side. Got a presence about him, big boy. Uh, you, you know, so you got three there. You bring in uh, uh, Drew Druckenmiller. <laughs> who will Love be it. a Roos favorite, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when we say, hey, Drunken Miller, yeah, I, so what? I am, I am. You know, another guy that Juco experience comes in, he's going to be 92, 93, whatever. Curveball sliders uh, change up, get, uh, you know, got that maturity about him on the mound. And then I'll go back to my, uh, my freshman, uh, Jake Cook. When you see Storm Jr., uh, whatever we're going to call Jake, uh, but you know when you see that coming in and he and he's throwing ninety four, um, which won't be long, and and you know he loosens up and it'll be ninety five, and he gets a little juicy, you know, and you know you're just going to see that speed going up there. So I certainly think you know he's going to be up there in the ninety six, ninety seven before he gets through with Southern Miss. Wow. So. I mean, that's that's something to go by. I don't want to not mention, I'm going to talk about our freshman. Peyton Lacey from the Gulf Coast. Peyton mm -hmm. is a guy that you're going to see him. I mean, he's a true freshman. Uh, he paid, uh, played at uh, Pass Christiane, knows how to pitch. You know, I just saw him in the in the fall. He's he's even more mature in the in the spring he's going to be a guy that they're going to go to in the bullpen right now and and just let him do his thing uh love to watch very mature and uh he's going to be a, a player for us um cal culpepper is another guy that you're going to see innings uh you know he he's a three or four pitch guy that throws strikes well the one thing that coach ostrander has in, embedded <laughs> into our pitchers is those strikes. Mm -hmm. You know, don't don't give these guys so much credit that you know we're just not going to walk them, and you're going to challenge them, and you're going to throw strikes, and we're going to get them out. And he instills that in them. He brings out the confidence and and that they can do it. And you know, Cal and and some of the other ones, one that's. Uh, been interesting to me. I don't want to say the word surprise, but Josh Ock, that's Ryan's younger brother. Yep. So, you know, in the, in the, on the media, you know, they talk about him being an in, infielder and a pitcher. Well, uh, he wasn't able to play the infield in the fall. So he just did mainly pitching, pitching, pitching. Well, now when you see him come in there, um, he knows how to pitch. He's he's kind of a three-quarter guy. He can throw that slider in there and just he's gonna be very, very effective out of the bullpen against right-handers and left-handers. So 
you know, we kind of got you know, a little Nick Sandlin almost. Yeah, going on yeah, there. yeah. I think so too. I mean, it, well, the, the, the time I saw him throw, uh, it was that three quarter, maybe a little yeah. lower than three quarter, and then a frisbee the other way. That's the only two pitches I saw, but yeah, you know, it was uh, good. It, it, and it does remind you of Nick's, you know, whatever Nick threw that uh, <laughs> nobody could hit. It reminds you of Nick, and we're pretty yeah, good. yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, there's another true freshman that's not just here to, you know, be here. He's here to pitch. Um, Drake Meeks out of uh, Birmingham, six foot four, came in, hit the weight room, gained 20 pounds of muscle. You know, now he's throwing 94. You know, you see these guys in their shoulders and you say, man, they that, got the frame. Um uh, you know, and, and it's, you know, it's just kind of like you bump, you know, that you got that frame when you just put all that oh, muscle yeah. in there, just not fair to everybody, but <laughs> you know, Drake has come in here and worked his tail off and you know, he's, he's going to get some playing time because when you throw 94 and then you snap that breaking ball and you see our experienced hitters just look silly up there. That that's kind of a guy, you know, you can say, Hmm, that's that's some future there. And then and then I, I really want to mention this one. Uh McCarty English. Yes. McCarty English has and again, I'm not gonna say surprise, but has just been awesome. Uh this he did he doesn't look like a freshman to me. <laughs> no, no. Uh and you know, uh, I remember Ocean Springs, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, Ocean Springs. Um uh, you know, six one one seventy. You know, he, he's uh, wait till he gets some uh, muscle and power on him. And uh, but you know what you, what you see, and I think you were there the you know the last few outings. He's coming in there as an as a late in guy. You know, our closers were coming in. He's throwing ninety four ninety five, and he's got the maturity that you swear that is not a freshman. Yeah, you, we all know, and and I don't want to speak for Patrick because he's he's nicer than you and I are. But you know, we know what we did as a freshman, <laughs> and to to see the 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 poise that McCarty has, you know, great family, very very uh, in tune to Southern Miss. For us to have a true freshman, you know, to be able to do that. Guys, I'm just telling you, you know, it, it's exciting when you add all those pieces together. And, yeah, I, I don't know if I mentioned all 23 or not. I hope I did. But, uh, you know, there's just not an area that uh, other than experience that we, you know, may be lacking on, on some of those innings. You know, we've got we've got it covered in, with, with that pitching staff and our offense. Um, we're going to be a handful. So I'm looking forward to the season. I agree. I, I'm, I'm very, very, very excited. I, I think it's just you go way more than I do, but just from just being out there and just watching them move around and comparing it to years past, I don't think it's out of the possibility we're going to be better offensively. And I keep hearing Oz say the pitching reminds him of 2022 a lot. I'm trying to temper my expectations as much as I can so I can't get you know totally disappointed. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, my eyeballs don't lie. No. So, and, and look, the lights hadn't come on yet. Coach yeah. Sutton pointed yeah. that out. He said, look, you never yeah. know. 
when the yeah. lights come on, uh, yeah. that, that crowd's big, yeah. um, how people are going to react. So we'll, we'll wait and see that part. And we have a challenging schedule, but um, I wanted to ask you this. What's it been like around the guys this year? Like the attitude practice habits, there's a new guy in charge, and I know that Oz is no nonsense and, and some things have changed. Some things have stayed the same, but uh, what's that been like? Like, like have, yeah. have the guys, um, it sounds like they're all falling in line. I, I I would say that, you know, and and we use the word chemistry a lot, you know, and, and that's so important in baseball um, because you spend so much time with your, with your teammates. And, you know, if you don't like them and you don't get along with them, it, it's real hard to have a very competitive team. Mm -hmm. These guys, you know, and I'm, I'm going to tip my hat to the coaching staff, but more importantly, I, I think the captains, in uh, the tradition, these when when you play baseball at Southern Miss, you know the expectations are yeah you you're gonna win, but you're gonna win this way. This is how we do things. Um, you, you know I I'd love to mention some of the things about when when we have that opening game on Friday and you watch our team line up in the dugout, you're gonna see exactly what our program's about. You watch every one of those young men and how they do it and they know how to do it, and they're going to do it the right way in everything we do, whether it's a classroom or the community. I don't, I don't think our community realizes what our baseball players do in the community, and that's something that, that Coach Ostrander and Coach Barry and, and Coach Palmer both have always demanded. If you're going to be on yeah. a baseball team, you're going, to do, you're going to be out there in the community. I wanted to talk about that. I, I saw that uh, that all, the whole team was at that the the night to shine, which is the Tim Tebow Foundation yeah. and the uh, for special needs, and and it's like a prom that they held at, at Temple uh, the other night, and the whole team was there. And, and yeah, they, they the played some videos. Yeah, there's some wonderful, wonderful, incredible pictures. I mean, just incredible. That, you know, and if you get time and you can put some of that out there, I'd love for you to do that. Um, you know, Kelly Brent is a good friend of, of our program, Mitch Brent. Yep, yep. Uh, but Kelly runs that. And, and, you know, when they think about Southern Miss and they, you know, see our baseball players and just how they react with their special guests, um, you know, it's just phenomenal what they do. And, and you know, they want to do it. They want to be part of the community. Um, I don't know if you saw them today, but um, our whole baseball team was out delivering posters that, um, you know, they wanted to deliver them to businesses. And so they were out in the community doing that. Um, we've had events that, you know, may not get all the advertising. People don't know about it, but we have events, uh, you know, uh, at the P. Taylor Park. Uh, sometimes it, you know, some of the special needs and they may come in and, and do an event with just our baseball players. Um, you know, it, it's easy to get behind our baseball team uh, because of the character that they bring and, and the passion they have for our community. So I'm, I'm very proud of the way they do act. Yeah. So one thing we want to do is, and we do this with a lot of our guests, we kind of have like a quick hitter section uh, and so we're just going to ask you a question, just a quick rapid fire. Jason and I are going to alternate back and forth and it can be one word or a couple word answer. Uh, we did this last year too, but uh, I'm going to get some music going here. Oh, hit me with some music. <laughs> I love that. Uh, all right, here it is. 
I, I can't I can't hear you now. Let me turn it down a little bit. Okay. Who who leads the team in home runs? This year? Yep. Um, I'm gonna go with Slade Will. <laughs> Thank that, right? Yep. Yep. Who has the most innings pitched? Um let's go with uh, I'm gonna go with Billy. Billy over. Love it. Uh, percentage of games this season at the peat with the wind blowing out. <laughs> uh, 30%. Okay. 30%. That's all. Yeah. I mean, till, you know, in the early season, until it gets to be about April, it doesn't turn around the other way. So, whatever that is. More or less stolen bases as a team than last season? Uh, more. I don't even know how many we had last season. Does anybody y'all know that number? I don't, uh, but I know this team's going to run. Uh, I yeah, can look sure it up. You're though. probably going to say more. Oh, okay. Yeah, more is for sure. Uh, over under 39 on regular season wins. I'm going with over. I'm going to say we're going to keep the uh, 40 win streak in place and uh, have a cold refreshment when we win number 40. Love it. For number 40. <laughs> for number 40. Um, so, and our good friend uh, on Twitter, Attack Eagle, sent us in some questions asked. We threw them into this section. Sure. He says, will we be as good, better, or not as good as the last two years? That's tough because we've been pretty dead gum good. Supers <laughs> in a row. Yeah. Now, now I don't know if that means you know. I mean, do we have to make two the super to be as good as the last two years? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of you know expectation. You know, things have to line up. You know, sure. things happen. You know, I, I'm going to say that that I do think that this team is going to perform at a higher level than uh, possibly we've done in the last couple of years now whether or not that means things line up and you know we get to the world series that that's our goal that's where we all want to be so okay who is your offensive player of the year uh offensive player of the year uh ooh, that's a good one i'm going around and around and uh I'm going to go with Slade Wilkes, Captain Wilkes. I just like feel it. this is that happens. That's huge. <laughs> if he has that type of that type of year, that's that's that's. It's, that, it's, I'm, it's I'm going all in, changing kind of. Yeah. Because he has the ability to. I, oh yeah. I don't want. I don't want to put a number out there and jinx it, but he has the ability to kind of rewrite some records if he. He does. Uh, he does. And it. and you know we we've, we've had conversations. You know I I love to talk about hitting and you know. Uh, you know, two strike hitting, you know, I think you're going to see some things that, you know, we are able to do a little bit different, you know, in the uh, attention to that. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to see higher averages, less strikeouts and, and more uh, uh, production. Uh, defensive player of the year. Mm. Uh, with all these new guys <laughs> yeah that's gonna be kind of tricky um 
I could take it easy and just say, you, you know, uh, shortstop. <laughs> that gives me a one A 1A and a one B. <laughs> Best answer yet. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, who who finishes uh, the season as what we call the MVP? The MVP. Well, uh, to do what we need to do this season, uh, I'm going to say Slade Wilkes mm-hmm. uh, because if he if he's the MVP, uh, some wonderful wonderful things going to happen to our program you know and, and with his leadership um and again i, I want to you know uh mention about carson pedo and being a captain and and um you know i i think you know that's that's going to play a big factor in this and uh also uh our third captain is matt adams we don't we need to mention mm-hmm. that don't want to forget him um he's coming back from his uh, arm surgery uh, so he, he is not going to pitch this year um, but it gives us kind of that uh, player coach if you will uh, to be with the staff um, and and you know he's elected captain by his teammate so you know leadership is going to be uh, so important to this group because we've got all those guys that haven't had the experience and haven't played couple more goofy questions and then we'll get to a couple hey, you more know what I mean, uh, that. good questions and then we'll get you out of here but uh newcomer of the year will be newcomer of the year will be uh nolan tucker hmm. like it this last one pilo i mean i'll take it if you want me to this is yeah, still from <laughs> our good friend attack eagle on twitter yes sir. so just i it's i'm reading it word Good. for word without with how he sent it so did dickerson get screwed on the fathead last year and why is the answer yes <laughs> well you, you know uh the fathead is secret ballot and you know we we never you know uh <laughs> you need to ask that question to, to john smith because he's the one that does all the tabulation uh-huh. uh uh you know, I personally don't think he got screwed on it. You know, I, I think the election was uh, fair and honest. And, uh, you know, he certainly was right up there in contention. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, and, and and back to the the serious points again. But at the very beginning, we mentioned the, the dugout club. And, and you yeah. have taken that over, right? Uh, you're El Presidente of the dugout <laughs> club now. So yeah. um, r- remind people, I sign up like, after I forget for like a month into the season, I always sign up at that point and I get my hat and my visor, but yeah. um, remind every, all the listeners uh, or, or, or tell them for the first time, maybe if they haven't signed up before uh, what the dugout club is, how they can go about signing up uh, if they so choose to. Jeez. Well, thank you. I appreciate the, the commercial for the dugout club. Uh, yes. And you know, this year I, I am going to be the president of, our long-term president, uh, Jimmy Pierce, has done a wonderful, wonderful job. And Coach Pierce uh, just wasn't able to, uh, uh, you know, participate at the level that he wanted to. So he had uh, asked me if, if I'd be able, willing to do that. So we've worked together on it for, you know, 20-something years. The Dugout Club uh, is 
so, so important to the baseball program. Um, you know, I mentioned to your, your listeners that if they think of it as, you know, your booster club, your high school booster club or whatever, uh, our dugout club uh, is there to uh, more of an operational component to uh, uh, help the baseball team. All the money that we collect goes to the baseball program. Then go anywhere else. Um, if you could imagine that we have uh, 40 players on our team, um, when they come into the players' lounge for snacks, it's like a bunch of piranha, and they, you know, they're they're eating granola bars, peanut butter sandwiches, um, just whatever they can grab. And so, when you're feeding 40 of those, if you had 40 of your friends drop by for a snack. Uh, it gets very, very expensive. Also, it, you know, it helps on, uh, uh, like I said, the operations, but like baseballs, travel, food, all the components that everybody thinks, you know, you, you just click your heels together three times and poof, it's all there. Uh, that's not how it works at all. Um, you know, our, our program, our baseball program, um, you know, very, very few programs make money. You know, if, if, if your viewers, you know, uh, listeners, are, you know, if they, I'm sure they've heard that most of the baseball programs don't make money. I, I believe our, our baseball program does uh, make money. Um, but the easiest way to do it, if they come to Pete Taylor Park, um, right when you walk in the main gate, you'll see our, our dugout club booth right there. Our diamond girls are there to, to take your, your money. Uh, you can uh, sign up there. You can get. Uh, different levels get you different swag. You know, we start out, a, I'm, I'm doing a shameless plug for our new dugout club hat. Love it. Uh, Coach Ostrander wanted to go with the uh, trucker look. So uh, we, we do that. We've got our visor. We've got our polos. We've got our quarter zips. Uh, so, you know, you will get something out of that. Uh, not that that's why you're doing it. And I know you're wanting to do it because of the young men. Um, and I, I do want to want to share some things that we just had our dugout club banquet, uh, first pitch banquet. And, uh, you know, we do have uh, our new head coach and we talked about it. And one of the things that we wanted to do is we wanted to do something big. We haven't had the, the banquet in a number of years since COVID, you know, and there was only three players on our team that have ever even been to a dugout club banquet. So it was new for everybody, you know, the players, the fans, the community hadn't been in a long time. We've got so many new people. Um, so when he wanted to do big, uh, when we started looking at venues, uh, big was the convention center. And, uh, <laughs> Didn't that thing start off at the keg and barrel? <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm even thinking before that with Corky, maybe we did it at uh, the multi-purpose building and we did hot dogs or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> We've come a long, long way. I think that's an understatement. But uh, usually the, the last few years we've had it at the Cochrane Center and we get 400, 450 people. Uh, this year, guys, we had over 700. Wow. So, so that's great. Yeah. Thank, thanks to awesome. everybody, you know, and, and I have not heard one bad comment about it. Uh, the event, you know, uh, Carly McAvica is our new baseball operations. I uh, encourage everybody to introduce yourself 
She's married to our strength coach, Todd Mekovica. Uh, so we kind of get two for the price of one there. And uh, But, you know, she, it's such a pleasure, not that any of our baseball operations people um, had done a bad job. Uh, they haven't, but they always had other tasks too. They were also helping in things like, you know, the pitching and coaching and doing this. Where Carly is able to focus in on our our uh, operation side, which includes, you know, the dugout club. So we're able to do that. We had a great start. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sure as uh, the new fans come in, the new um, community people, they're going to want to join the dugout club because they want to help these great young men. And uh, we certainly appreciate it. And it's good to know that, um, you know, every penny that we raise goes to the baseball program. You know, the coach told me the other day, you know, y'all been around a long time and you know how coach Barry, we, we would, the players would chase down foul balls, you know, it, it practice and all that, sure. you know, like a dozen balls, you know, they're up. They told me the other day, like a dozen baseballs now is over a hundred dollars. So, you know, those kind of expenses, you know, is uh, just phenomenal. People don't realize all that kind of stuff. So the dugout club is very needed and we appreciate it. Um, and we've always stepped up if there's ever a need. I also wanted to mention uh, what time we have left uh, because I wanted to explain a little bit uh, about the To the Top Collective, if I may. Sure. Um Peter Baim, our director of the To the Top Collective, had uh, asked me to to uh, give him a little help uh, with the baseball program. And I, I said, I'm in. Whatever you need, I'm in. And uh, so that required that uh, the old man had to learn a, a little bit about the NIL, <laughs> had to understand what a QR code is, uh, get involved with that. And, and uh, it's been a, a joy for me because you know, people will ask me, you know, what, what do we need? If I want to give money, do I give to this? Do I give to that? You know, the answer is, is whatever we need both. Um, if, if the dugout club is operational base and that's your pleasure and your desire and you need, that's fine. You can do that. You just give to the dugout club. The, uh, to the top collective is more player driven. Um, if, if you want to help the, the baseball player, the baseball players, um, the, the to the top collective was set up and, uh, you know, we're, we've been in operation. We were on operation last year. What I would like to explain to your listeners, um, uh, is that we only get 11.7 scholarships in baseball, 11.7. I, I think you're going to find that most people just assume that if you play baseball, you get a full ride, just like football, or basketball, or whatever. Uh, that's not the pretty case. much anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's almost totally opposite of that. Yeah. Uh, so if we get 11.7, and let's say we got 38 or 40, you know, you can do the math or. Patrick could do the math. I'm not going to put Jason on this, but, but uh, do you, know. you do the math. It get that, that pie gets sliced pretty thin. Um, I would encourage your listeners to think about that. You know, our players, you know, they can get some academic help and they can do things, but um, 
you know, we've got players that are out there having to pay for their books, for their meals. You know, it, it's not everybody gets a full ride. So I, I commend Coach Ostrander on what he wants to do with the uh, To the Top Collective is we want to uh, encourage businesses to sign up with the collective and help um, with these athletes. Um, you know, and the, your, your listeners, when we talk about To the Top Collective, we're talking about NIL um, and that, you know, now in this day and age, it's all legal and the players can make money. Um, whether or not um, <laughs> that was the case years ago, some schools just paid money. They didn't, you didn't have to make money. They just paid it, you know, whatever it was. Uh, but what Coach Ostrander wants to do is, in my opinion, is very um, heartwarming and, and just nails who we are. He wants the, uh, the collective to be able to, so he can raise enough money that, or not he, the collective can raise enough money. Correct that. Mm -hmm. uh, and that we could give something to every player. Sure. It may, it may be 500 bucks. You know, yeah, that may help that, that player buy books. Or you may help him, you know, to, to do some, buy some meals. Um, it may be a, we could get to the point where we could give everybody a thousand dollars. You know, and so we, when you hear about NIL and you hear about these, um, programs, these collectives out there that, you know, different schools without mentioning names, you know, they use it for recruiting. You know, they may say, oh, if you come to this school, you may get paid. We can pay you X, you know, that's not who we are. That's not the kind of guys, you know, that we're looking for. Um, you know, we are going to be able uh, in the way that these things are set up now is, is, the players have a valuation, just like you do in business. You know, if you're the CEO of a company, you know, you you can make this. If you're a Friday night pitcher, there's a value there and you can see what your value is and you can make that. <laughs> if you're the receptionist at a business, you know, your value is there and this is what your scale is. If you start at that and you want to make more money, um, you, you can, uh, get out there and hustle. You can give lessons. We've signed every baseball player up so that through vantage sports and your listeners can get out there and they can go into vantage sports. They could get a hitting lesson for their child from Carson Pado or, <laughs> or the, anybody on our baseball team. So that vehicle, we're one of the few schools in the whole country that has done that so that our players have the ability, Hey man, if you want to go out there and give a lesson, you know, and you're off day and, and, you know, make some money and give another lesson, another lesson and get out there and work. Yeah. You can do that. You know? That's so uh, that's, that's been very important. And, you know, our program is, has been selected to do that. You're going to see um, more opportunities with the restaurants, the local businesses, you know, you sign up with a collective, you know, we come out, we talk to you about what you have in mind, and then we can, you know, we sign the deal with the players so that the player knows what he's going to be expected to do and what uh, his monetary value on that 
task will be. And they're all contracts. They're all perfectly legal and it's nice and clean and everybody's happy. So I, I encourage, you know, you can get on to the top collective.com and scroll through there. You can, if you can be a member for $17 a month, $17 a month. Um, you know, you don't hear that at the other school, you know, where they, where they, uh, yeah, we raised a million dollars or whatever, you know, our, our blue collar workforce is, you know, that's who we are. We, we all, you know, join. I think that our community will get behind it and you'll see that, that collective grow as well. And, um, you know, it'll enable the players to, to be able to make some extra money. So. I appreciate you giving me that opportunity and I hope I explained it, but feel free to ask a question. Uh, no, well, well, and that's what it's all about is everybody, especially in communities like ours, I mean, it's in New York city, right? But when everybody's pulling on the rope, the same direction, great things happen. Great things happen. Right. So that's, that's and, who we are. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to mention too is, is not only do you, you know, if you're a business or you're, you're just a, a supporter, uh, you can do that monthly thing, but there's also a spot. If you scroll down to the very bottom of that page, if you just wanted to make a one-time donation, uh, you can do that as well. So, yeah. it, you know, it, it, we really cater uh, to uh, every kind of situation there. I mean, I was just scrolling through the website. It's impressive. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's very comprehensive and, and, and looks pretty easy to work through. So. I think Rick set that website up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The same guy that couldn't log on to your show. Right. Uh, no, uh, again, uh, Peter Bame has done a wonderful job. Uh, yeah, Peter, Peter's the very fortunate, uh, when, when it was set up, you know, John Miller originally set our mm -hmm. collective up and then, uh, you know, he, uh, left to to join Hugh Freeze at, at Auburn and asked Peter to to step in and and Peter and David Wally uh, from the legal standpoint have done a wonderful job. But yeah, uh, Patrick, I appreciate you saying that. You know, we encourage any kind of opportunity if you want to do a one time only, and also you can specify the sport. You know, if if you want the money just to go to the collective and let the collective. Uh, you know, take care of all that. That's that's one option. If you want it, it gives you the ability to go to, I want to just give to the baseball program. Mm -hmm. uh, or if you want to do any, another sport, if you'll scroll down there, it, it tells you, yeah, you can click on that or you can do whatever you want to do. But it, it's very easy, very simple. Um, we encourage everybody to take time and, and get to know what it is, what that baseball collective is. Um, uh, and then, um, you know, you know, compare it to what you, what we do on the dugout club. So they're both needed. We both need them. And, and I, I thank you guys for giving me that opportunity to talk about it. Sure thing. Well, Rick, man, you've killed it once again. Uh, you, you just one up yourself every single uh, year. Um, thanks so much. We're going to see you in the roost on Friday. And I we, hope so. and I hope so. Yeah, thank you so very oh, much. Oh, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Southern Miss? To the top. Awesome. Okay, thank y'all. Appreciate it, buddy. Always, thank you. I'm going to just click yeah. out, right? There you uh, go, yep. shut her down. Thank you. We'll have a cold win on Friday. <laughs> we'll do. There, there he goes. goes. Yeah. Yeah.
Patrick, well, that was incredible. Once again, that was that was great. I don't even know why I, we made I, notes. I, I don't know. I don't know why we we, we bother because he knows. He just knows everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like as he was going through that, I had like the roster up, like looking at these guys. I was like, oh, okay, I hadn't heard that name because unfortunately I hadn't been able to make it to a, a scrimmage yet. And so, literally, Friday is going to be it for me. So, I'm going to be that guy, like, wait, who's that? Who's that? Um, so I, I was trying to familiarize some faces with some of these names, but um, man, that was great. Well, I'll tell you what, um, do you want to get us caught up? on basketball real quick i know we have a, 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 a we've had a couple games we've 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 got coach leidner back right or, or coach leidner's coming back coach one's kind of taking over at the time but yeah uh, in his absence um coach one has been doing a fantastic job out there the guys have been really stepping up um so why don't you get us caught up on where basketball sitting in the last couple games and yeah let's do it uh so Right now, the guys are sitting at 14 and 11, 7 and 5 in conference, uh, 9 and 1 at home. Uh, and so, uh, the last two we've won two in a row. And so, uh, first, uh, was we beat Old Dominion, uh, 78 73 back on February the 7th. Uh, Coach Juan was at the helm in that one, and ODU with a one point halftime lead. Uh, but USM outlasts them uh, at the end for a five point victory. I ended up with 46% field goal percentage and 50% from the three. Uh, four guys in double figures. Uh, individually, Crowley goes off. He, go, he, he has 30 points, 11 rebounds in 34 minutes. Ivory adds 16 and 8. Uh, Awaku uh, has 12, 12 points, 11 rebounds, 5 blocks. Continues just to be a force down there uh, in the paint, blocking everything. And Mo Arnold uh, just continues to uh, progress, man. He he shoots eleven. He has eleven points, four assists, and goes two for three from behind the arc. Um. Yeah, you know. yeah. Th- that game, we just weren't going to lose that game, right? Yeah. Right. Ladner was out. The guys were locked in. Um, we've been good at home all year long, but this was just different, and uh, even more so that night. So nice to see him get that W. And yeah, it was fun so. To be- that was yeah. So that was uh, that was the night we, we went we went live, right? Right. Yep. yep. So that was that Wednesday night, uh, and then fast forward to this past Saturday, we we host that Sun Belt Mac Challenge game against Western Michigan, uh, and so maybe probably the best game uh, around all around this yeah. season. We, uh, we kind of dominated from start to finish, 186-54. Second half scoring looked like uh, it was 46-21 in favor of the Eagles. Uh, really held Michigan, Western Michigan to just 30% field goal and only 21% from the three. Only six second chance points for the entire night allowed by the Golden Eagles. That's the craziest stat ever. Yeah, six second second chance points. Just nuts. Um, that's diving on the floor. That's Jeff Armstronging like all over the place, right? Yeah, it's great. So again, like Awaku goes, he goes crazy, and mm-hmm. just it, just go back and watch that. Go back, go to ESPN Plus if you have not. I watched, think he made right? like the first eight shots of the game or something. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and then it's not like they were not just like under the basket. He was just he looked like Kobe. I mean, it was just like, I got this. Y'all get out of the way. Uh, mm-hmm. He ends up with 31 points, 
13 rebounds, three blocks, three steals, goes 12 of 16 shooting from the field. Uh, incredible. Avery uh, has 12 points, goes four of six from beyond the arc. Crowley adds 10 points and 10 assists, another double-double, uh, and five rebounds. Uh, Tegra, uh, let everybody know that he can dunk a basketball. Yes. Uh, that Where's was, that been all year? That was so awesome. I, I hope uh, Cardona, like, eventually in a timeout, just grabbed him and was like, just <laughs> shove it down the freaking rim, you know? And, and you could see it was like this light bulb came on. And uh, we were just giving him the ball, and he was just slamming it. So six of seven shooting, uh, more of that. I think I tweeted that from our account. Yeah, six of uh, seven shooting. That's like six of seven from one inch away. Yeah, dunking. exactly. Six yes. of seven dunk, dunking. <laughs> he made six of seven dunks. Uh, Victor Hart returned. Uh, welcome back. So glad you're back. 11 points goes three of four behind the arc, and the place exploded every time he made a three. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a very complete basketball game. Um, and Western Michigan, maybe they're not great, but they're big. You know, those guys. Yeah, that's some uh, athletic and, big guys. And, and don't forget, it wasn't that long because people were telling me like, yeah, well, you won big, but they weren't any good. It wasn't that long ago that we lost by 20 to a winless team. Right. Correct. At full strength, I think. That's been a while. But, you yeah. know, uh, regardless, you probably shouldn't lose by 20 to anybody, much less a team that had not won a game all year. Uh, Hart got some good minutes. He didn't look completely back, but he was hobbling around a little bit. You could tell he was taking it slow. It was good yeah. that he was taking it slow. He came out one time kind of grabbing the knee just a little and went and sat with Ty, but went back in the game. So Yeah, it looked good once he got back in, too. And I guess we're good there. It's uh, it's kind of like when you come – like I've come back from an arm injury before and was really hesitant to let it go. Once I did, I was like, okay, I can do it. It just – you know, you have to get, your, you have to get that, that confidence back. Um, and the other thing that I learned from this game, like you said, Victor Iwaku can just be completely dominant. This is coming from a guy when he was at UNLV last year, they told him, you are not here to shoot the basketball. That's out here out of minds. Yep. <laughs> and then he could do that. So I wonder if he wishes he would have been here the whole time. I, I don't know, but I'm sure glad he's here now and he can absolutely dominate a game. And uh, Coach Juan. He's gone two for two in the win department. He's also gone two for two on the on the technical fouls received per game. So, but <laughs> I he's on pace. he is I, into it. He gets yeah. everybody else into. He says he kind of. It's kind of like what we do from the stands. He does it from the bench and he gets teed up for it. But that's okay. There's some serious passion behind it. He's got to learn to get better on that. I get it. But I love that passion. I, I, I love that it's there. And yep. um, uh, next up for the Eagles, we have Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe at. Reed Green Coliseum on February the 15th at 7.30 p.m. Then Texas State at Reed Green Coliseum on February 17th at 2.30 p.m. Along with every other game in the world, it seems like. Um, yeah, that Thursday days. kicks off the, the crazy weekend we're going to have uh, in Hattiesburg. So Yeah, Tuesday I'm going to be absolutely worthless at work. Yep. It's going to be bad. Uh, update the Sunbelt standings real quick. App State still sitting at, in first place. They're tied with Troy at 10-2. and two. James Madison nine and three, ULL eight and four, then Southern Miss at seven and five, Marshall seven and five, Arkansas State six and six. Everybody else with a losing record. Um, speaking of that crazy ass weekend, Pillow, what's our weather looking like? We have basketball Thursday, baseball Friday, everything on campus on Saturday, and then baseball again on Sunday, then baseball on Monday. 
What's yeah. our what's our weather report? Look, first of all, give me a little weather music. Yeah, let's get let's give get me a little music. weather music. And then hit my me weather music with the uh with the Pilo weather report. Man, where is my weather music? Um I'm gonna hit it with this little organ baseball funky music. Uh let's see. Uh, it, it is going to be in keeping with tradition in the year. We have turn it down. Turn it down. We have some really, uh, really good weather, uh, and then baseball season gets here and it decides to bottom out. So uh, Thursday, we're Thursday, we're okay. Um, we're going to be high seventy, low forty nine. Uh, Friday is where we start to cool down. Uh, could see could see a little bit of weather uh, Friday early Friday morning I think I think the rain is going to be out by the time baseball gets here uh, I think we're going to get some rain um, well, actually let's see that's Friday so maybe later I think I think we're going to be okay Friday uh, and then Friday evening into Saturday morning we're going to get a little bit of rain but. So Friday at the Pete, you're looking at a high 65, low 45. So bundle up a little bit. Uh, and then that Saturday is going to be a little chilly. So if you're coming to Pete Taylor and you're from out of town, we're looking at a high of 49 on Saturday. Mm. Uh, and so a low of 30. So you're talking layers. Uh, if you're going to be out in the Pete, we'll probably have the fire pit out there uh, for us to keep us warm like we did last year. I have a heated vest. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we'll need it. Uh, Sunday, the clouds kind of move out and we're going to be, uh, sunshine, but it's going to be again, cool, high 59, low 29. Uh, and then Monday is going to be a great day. Uh, high 67, low 42. So cool, uh, seasonal, but sunny and clear. So you're really only kind of looking at maybe Friday night into Saturday morning, be a little rainy. Uh, but again, that Saturday bundle up it is going to be a little chilly got it uh women's basketball is sitting at 13 and 10 six and six in the sun belt uh marshall is dominating their 11 and one in the conference james madison and troy nine and three old dominion georgia state both at eight and four louisiana monroe seven and five then arkansas state southern miss and app state all tied at six and six and everybody else has a losing record, including ooh, ooh. our good friends at South Alabama, <laughs> South Al, sitting at one and eleven, eight and seventeen on the season. Oh, you just hate to see it. Yeah, you hate to see it a lot. Uh, tweet of the week, Pilo. Who we got? Uh, good friend, Attack Eagles at Eagles underscore Attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to give him a shout out for it was the, it was the best tweet. There were so many uh, good tweets. Chill Hall had a great tweet. He had Juan Cardona's face on the uh, on the Civil War. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. lieutenant or whatever uh, sergeant. <laughs> but but this one, this one, this is the one that we chose, and it was good. Sorry. Yeah. Quote: uh, New era of Southern Miss baseball under Oz starts this Friday, but the tradition of excellence shall continue. The goals and expectations are high. Don't let the new faces fool you. We only have one thing on our minds, and that's a trip back to Omaha. Let's ride Eags. Uh, hashtag SMTTT. And it was a, a video that he put together of, uh, you know, some highlights and uh, 
through the years of yeah it was really well done it was like two two and a half minutes something like that it was it, it took some time to put it together it was fantastic i mean everything the the triple relay the all the bombs that dustin hit last year the uh the danny bomb i mean everything think about everything that's happened in the last probably decade or so all the highlights there omaha omaha was in there uh that's more than a decade ago so um it was all fantastic uh and and we really appreciate all that all that he does with that with that twitter account for sure um pila before look, we've already gone long let's just make it even longer yeah let's do it um, we need an update you you've you've gone to disney world you've been on this weight loss track this uh this work yeah. track getting back getting back in shape i don't know how this weekend is going to do for you consider all this stuff coming up but uh, yeah, no, it'll be good. Uh, this gonna it's gonna look a little different in the race this year for sure. Uh, but uh, that that's okay. Uh, yeah, it's going good. Uh, it was definitely an adjustment. Uh, for the well, first of all, the week we were in Disney, uh, logged fifty two, uh, almost fifty three miles. That's a lot. Uh, in six days, so we did a lot of walking, one hundred twenty six thousand steps. Uh, so I got lots of steps in that week. That was great. Uh, and so getting back into the gym aspect of it, the weights, uh, was a little, I was a little rusty, uh, but luckily like, uh, my program kind of, we, we took it easy, eased it into it. Uh, so, but yeah, it was great. Felt really good last week getting back in the swing of things logged. Um, I'm over 60 workouts now. So 60 times in there, uh, and chugging along. So it's going really good. Um, feeling great. Awesome. Keep it going. Um, and in other, in other sports news, before we wrap up in basketball, we mentioned earlier, but uh, coach Jay Ladner has been out with a heart related condition that sent him to the hospital. All reports are good so far. And of course uh, we wish Jay a speedy recovery and I expect to see him back on the bench before long. Uh, baseball. Southern Miss has announced that former Golden Eagle skipper Scott Berry has rejoined the department as assistant athletic director for community relations. I wish I had that job. Yep. And that would be really nice. Uh, but, but no, Scott's going to do great with that. And, and I'm sure he'll be involved with everything from uh, maybe some game day stuff to fundraising to whatever. I mean, if you can have your Scott Berry's name associated with anything, that's, that's going to be good for your program. Yeah, That's a brilliant move. Uh, golf uh, has restarted their season. In fact, we we're putting together the to the top talk tour yet again. Lots yet to be determined on that, but I think it's in April. It is in April. We know that much. And but I'm gonna leave it a at lot. That. A lot is still TBD. Yes. Yeah, uh, but 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 it is coming, and it's always a, it's always a great a great time. So uh, more on that to come soon. Uh, but golf, the Southern Miss golf team did start off at Magnolia Grove. I know Robbie Ladder had a good day. I was looking at it earlier. I think uh, Bennett Ruby had a good day. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the, the any more stats uh, as of that, but we will update that after uh, the golf team finishes their opening event. Uh, in football, uh, Frank Gore Jr. was invited to the NFL Combine. Uh, looking forward to see Frank run around just like he did at the East-West Shrine game. Uh, and we've already talked about the two-to-top collective um, and so make sure you go and do that. You can also don't don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I believe yep. this one's on YouTube as well. Is that right? 
Uh, uh, potentially, yes. Yes, it will eventually get there, but uh, it will be up on Spotify and Apple Music uh, uh, tomorrow, gotcha. uh, Wednesday. Shout outs. What you got? Yeah, I did want to do this. Uh, I, um, I want to give a shout out to, I guess I can say this because I think it's public knowledge on their socials, but uh so we had a baseball player get engaged to a softball player both current players so shout out cross civilly got engaged to kinsley gordon uh uh so kinsley gordon and baseball player and a softball player yeah do you just go ahead and schedule the olympics yeah i mean or the like the the uh what is the ceremony at the peak or at the blade or oh, whatever? The you know? I have the best. Oh, yeah. Walk through the tunnel. Yeah. How cool would that be? So, yeah. Congratulations, you guys, on that. Very nice. And I guess that's it uh, in true form. I don't have a ton. Uh, I'll give a shout out to uh, Tate Ryder, fan favorite yeah. uh, with, with the basketball team. He got in both games this week, got in a Got in the first game really, really early. Um, but he ended up in the second game versus uh, Western Michigan. He hit a three from the corner with a pass from Alfonso late in the game. But the the bench went absolutely nuts. It was a very cool Oh, game. yeah. Very um, cool. He's, he's one of those glue guys. And it's just so fun Like when, that, when those type of things happen. And uh, anyway, really cool to see. And the next one is to Charlie Wallace. Uh, whenever at him and uh, – Sarah Catherine's house for the Super Bowl, hung out for a while, and talked to yeah. him the entire time. So good. Dude. Oh, I did, I did good want to fans. add one more, yep. one more after. Uh, so, uh, and I, I think I pointed these guys out to you. So, a couple of uh, folks I grew up with, uh, and they they went to Southern Miss as well. So, oh, at um, the game, yeah. Jared Porter, Michael mm-hmm. Porter, and their dad, Mr. David Porter, uh, all from Hurley. Both the last two weeks have come up for the midweek game. Uh, both like they all had to work the next day, but brought their kids and uh, came up to watch uh, basketball and read green. And, and uh, so ended up seeing them, I guess they were there for both games uh, this past week. So a huge shout out to them. They were, uh, uh, I mean, I've known them since I could remember anything. So we grew up all the way together and uh, they went to Southern Miss. Uh, so good people, great family. Uh, give them a shout out. Very good. Um, I'd like to remind everybody that this episode was brought to you by Mugshots Grill and Bar, where they are always having a good time. Happy hour specials daily, and if you need that tailgate catered, they've got you covered. Go see our good friends at Mugshots in Hattiesburg today. Mugshots, delivering craveable food and personalized hospitality to friends and family in a place obsessed with sports. Thanks for listening to listening in today, whatever day you might have listened and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J Bailey and Patrick at P Lowry. Follow us on all the social at To The Top Talk. Don't forget about the mailbag, to the top talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss. To the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame.
have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi put you all shame I was born here in Hattiesburg Never ventured far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Put you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State Or LSU You play a good Game of football But Southern Mississippi Is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980 